Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Career Combos and Coffee podcast. I'm your host, Gopal Singh. I recently had a great conversation with Lisa Carter. Lisa helps K-12 teachers transition into new career fields. She's a career coach and founder of Recruiter Ready Resumes. She's also a military veteran and a very active volunteer. I really enjoyed this episode and conversation with Lisa, and I hope you do too. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Hey, good morning, Gopal. It is going amazing. It's a beautiful day in San Antonio. Yes, it is. And even though it's a little bit cold, I mean, what we call cold, the sun (laughs) is out, the birds are chirping, and there's a rodeo going on. So I I guess that's that's normal for us, right, in February? (laughs) That's right. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about yourself and where you're from. I can do that. So um, if I'm 100% honest, I think I'm doing a little bit too much right now. But just to give you a little bit of a background about you know who I am and kind of where I come from, I am a wife, mother, and grandmother. I am from East Oakland. That's where I was raised, but I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. One of my core values is kind of volunteerism. So right now, I'm kind of an all-around community volunteer. I sit on the board as the VP of Community Development for the Association for Talent Development here in San Antonio. I also volunteer with a wonderful organization called Dress for Success, and I also am volunteering for a local school district here in Southern San Antonio. So my, you know, volunteerism with Dress for Success and Harlandale School District is just to help veterans and disabled students kind of prepare to transition into careers. And I am also starting career services for members of the San Antonio chapter of ATD. I am a veteran, an Army veteran. I've spent about 20 years as a corporate trainer, and I am also the founder of Recruiter Ready Career Services. So that's kind of me. In a big nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you do have a lot going on. And uh, first of all, thank you for your service, fellow Army vet. I know we're going to have a lot to talk about because our time in the Army is always memorable. Um, Exactly. Lots of stories and connections and great things there. Tell me a little bit about that experience in the military and how that kind of translated into what you're doing today. I'm one of those people who got out of high school and went straight into the military. I was kind of clueless when I graduated, didn't really know what to do. And I thank God that, you know, a recruiter saw the the sign on my head that said clueless, <laughs> directionless, help me. And he kind of scooped, you know, he kind of rode in on his white horse and scooped me up and sold me on the idea of, you know, what we call in the military, three hots and a cot. So, yeah. you know, he kind of sold me on the fact that, you know, he could give me a job, I could get paid, I could see the world and then, you know, have these skills that I could take with me into what he called, you know, real life. And that's basically what happened. I, you know, signed up for the military and really loved it. I was very surprised by that, but really loved the structure, really loved the training. And while I was in the military and they were developing my leadership skills, my broader understanding of the world, they also introduced me to training, like 
in the military, they train you <laughs> like no other organization. <laughs> like true. your day, right? Yeah. Can you remember that? Like you're constantly training. You know, you're training on your weapons, you're training on leadership, you're training on your job. And what I found is what I've loved most about the military was they gave me the opportunity to train. You know, as an NCO, you're given an opportunity to train the people who work for you. And when I say NCO, that's like your first step in leadership if you're enlisted. Yeah. So you're given an opportunity to train the people who work for you. You're given an opportunity, at least back in those days, to create leadership training for other NCOs. They called it NCODP. And that's when I kind of discovered that I have a gift for teaching. And that's where, <clears throat> excuse me, that was kind of my first step and understanding that that's something that you could do. What I didn't know is that in the civilian world, there's actually a job title for that. Yeah. And they actually pay you pretty well <laughs> to do that at different corporations. So that's kind of how, you know, I got my start. Yeah, that's that's similar to me. I mean, that's you're absolutely right. As an NCO, you get the opportunity to train your soldiers, bring them alongside you in everything, in every aspect of life. It's just a great experience. For me, it was being able to work with the Army's medical department to create some content right. and, and do some curriculum development, and then transitioning out into the corporate world. Similar, similar uh -huh. job description and duties, but I, I would say this, it's not as hands-on as in the military. <laughs> Oh, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely yeah. had to adjust to even just, you know, my delivery, yeah. you know, in the military, you just kind of always embody that command presence. Mm -hmm. Where in the corporate world, it's more of a, you know, you need to call on your interpersonal skills. You need to do yeah. a little bit more persuading and collaborating with your learners. So, in that regard, it was like night and day. So that was one of the things that I had to, to really embrace and learn was just how to recognize that there were such a, there were such thing as interpersonal skills and then, you know, develop those within myself so that I could be successful in my civilian career. We have interpersonal skills in the military, but the, it's mm -hmm. a different type of skill for the corporate setting and is is as we transition out, it's like learning a new language, you know, and it's not easy. It's not easy. Right. I, I remember transitioning out of the military and realizing like, like my business acumen, things that I needed to learn. There was a lot that I needed to learn. Right. Uh, and so mentorship was huge in that, mm -hmm. e even in the way that I wrote my resume. And I know that, and I, I know that you help not only veterans, but transitioning educators, to exactly. kind of figure those things out, right? Because you don't right. know what you don't know. That's you need, the big piece. Yeah, yeah. And you need <laughs> that second, third, fourth set of eyes and perspective to help you kind of understand this new world, right? Mm -hmm. And so that new landscape. Yeah. You know, what are, you know, how do you carry yourself? What do you say? What do you do? How do you position yourself to succeed? Yeah. So, to go from that type of structure and environment to an environment where everybody talked about everything and agreed. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, 
I had no frame of reference. I'm like, I gave you an order. I know. I do know. it yeah, <laughs> and yeah, do it yeah. now. Yeah. What is so, this collaborative? Yeah. What is this collaborative approach you're talking about here? There's no exactly. collaborative approach. It's here. Here's what we need done. You do it. <laughs> exactly. And what meeting? Like, yeah. are we? We're gonna meet four times? All right. No. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, like I've been given an order. I've been given a mission. I'm going to execute around that mission. You, you know, do this, you do that. And that's it. But in the civilian world, it's very different. And it's like that for, you know, not just veterans, but like you said, I work with teachers and they are struggling with the same thing. Like they come from just a different culture. And so, you know, you just kind of throw them into this new corporate culture and they are just like veterans and all of us who are transitioning. They're just kind of like. (laughs) <laughs> they're lost yeah, yeah like what yeah. do you do so absolutely yeah and and i love our educators i mean they do such an amazing job mm. in the classroom with our, with our students and i just wish they had better pay i wish they had i mean every i wish they i wish they were treated like the way we treat celebrities because that's really who they are and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that they don't have that support and that structure that um, kind of elevates the, the 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 job that they do, right? Right. And it's just it's so sad, and the, and I know there's lots and lots and lots of teachers and educators that are transitioning now. Exactly, and, over and, half a million. Wow, that's wow. the last number that I heard a couple months ago. Over yeah. half a million teachers right now are transitioning because it's like you said, you know, they're overworked, they're understaffed, they're unsupported, they're unheard, they're, you know, like yeah. you said, underpaid. Um, and people who were like absolutely focused and dedicated to supporting, you know, their students and being in teaching and really helping to develop the, you know, the the young ones in our country, they are now like literally wanting to chop their arm off to get away. Like they're yeah. just over yeah. it. And they're, I think they are still, most of the teachers that I speak with every, you know, on a daily basis, they're kind of stunned. Like they're just kind of stunned by how did I get here? Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough transition, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that, I mean, I've, I've had teachers reach out to me to say, Hey, how do I get into, you know, a training and development or a leadership development or a learning and development role? And I just have that conversation with them to find out, you know, what are those skills that they're, that's transferable mm-hmm. and, and, and they have them, they have everything that we need in the corporate learning environment. They have, right. Absolutely. The challenge, the challenge for them is translating, same like the military, translating those right. skills mm-hmm. to match the job description. And right. if there are certifications and things that they need just to kind of shore up those additional items so they can Absolutely. they can have a, a polished resume. But why don't we do this? Why don't we take okay. a coffee break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what educators can do as they're transitioning, but Absolutely. also some of the things that you can help them with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So this morning I have no idea what kind of coffee is in this cup. And I know that's crazy for some (laughs) coffee connoisseurs out there. It was one of those mornings that I was like, my wife brought me up a cup of coffee and she Mm -hmm. goes, here's your first cup of coffee. And I I stopped for a minute because I was like, she knows that I go through like three or four (laughs) cups of coffee. 
Right. <laughs> so it's delicious. I think it's something that we have downstairs in the kitchen. But I think the military for me is that, that for me, I drank coffee before the military. And I've said this uh-huh. in other episodes, but I didn't really drink coffee until the military. Until I was like, <laughs> right. whatever has caffeine in it and it's hot, I need that so I can get started <laughs> at 4 a.m. to do right. the work I needed to do. <laughs> exactly. Until 4 a.m. the next day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Believe it or not, I did not. And this is absolutely true. Start drinking coffee until I left the military. And I think I was in my late 40s, which tells you how gives you a clue about how old I am. But I'm drinking a regular cup of Kirkland coffee from Costco this morning. Yeah. It's the first cup I've had all week. Yeah. It is delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, amazing. Yes, yes. I, you know what? So. I, yeah, I, I think coffee has become a ritual for us as we mm-hmm. go through our, our days. And those rituals are important, whether it's coffee, whatever it is, as long as it's not, you know, something unhealthy. Detrimental. But right. Exactly. But those rituals and things that, that we have in place to get us going, to get us to be creative and inspired um and it's the reason i call this podcast career combos and coffee because honestly it was like how do i incorporate things that i'm interested in right and also talk about some coffee because i think there's there's a whole different level to coffee that sometimes we're not aware of tell us a little bit about how you can help not only transitioning educators but just transitioning veterans or anyone that's making a big transition in their life to maybe a new job or a new environment right so i think what i bring to the table experience and perspective so most teachers veterans are or people who are transitioning are coming out of a culture that is very specific in the way that they communicate in the way that they operate in the way that they move forward in their careers and it's the same thing in the corporate world you know in the corporate world there's very specific rules there's specific language there's the way that we position ourselves to be successful in connecting with career opportunities, in competing. And I think the average person who's looking to transition, they do things like, and I'll speak to teachers because teachers are the group that I most often work with, but teachers will be ready to transition. So they'll try to find other teachers who are transitioning or who have transitioned. They'll go to places like YouTube and Google They'll listen to podcasts and a lot of them connect with teachers who have transitioned basically into helping other teachers transition. So there are teachers out there who are, you know, career coaches and their job is to help other teachers. And so the the teacher who was the job seeker, they find themselves in a position where they're kind of wading through a lot of information out there, just you know, between, you know, career, different career coaches, podcasts, Google's, YouTube, they're just kind of wading through a lot of what I call like conventional wisdom. There's a lot of conventional wisdom out there that tells teachers things like, you know, you should have a one page resume. You need to have, you know, core competencies on your resume. You need to have a professional summary on your resume, which is true, right? From a Conventional wisdom standpoint, those things are true, but what is missing 
is the understanding of why these things are important and then what you can do as a job seeker to position yourself to be competitive. Nobody is talking about that. Like uh, I talk to a lot of, te- right? Like yeah, I'm talking yeah. to a lot of teachers. They're very qualified to to do a lot of different things, but let's just say that they wanted to go into the learning and development space. They're eminently qualified to do that. But the truth is, Paul, they are competing with people like you and me. So how do you take, you know, somebody who hasn't been in this space and who can't put, oh, I worked for, you know, Google as a corporate trainer for five years. Like they can't do that, but you and I can. So how do they take their experiences as educators and compete with us? And so I think that that's the gap. I think a lot of teachers, it takes them, you know, typically, unless they get lucky, it takes them typically up to 12 months or more to transition to just figure it out just enough to get lucky enough to, to, to get a job off. And so where I step in is because I have experience, you know, recruiting, staffing, working directly with employers. I bring the strategic piece in. I help them understand that it's not enough to just have, for instance, a professional summary. Your professional summary needs to be tailored and targeted specifically. It's not enough to just have keywords on your resume. Those keywords need to be strategic. They need to be correct. They need to be, for lack of a better way to put it, right. Right. There's a hundred different keywords that you could have. Which are the right ones that go on your resume? Which are the ones that you need to put together to create a headline for your LinkedIn profile? So I think what's missing for a lot of teachers is the strategic understanding and what I call the recruiter's perspective, which is what I bring to the table. I was a recruiter. I've been sitting at my desk at 630, 730 in the evening on a Friday night because I have hiring managers who are on my behind to get them some interviews set up. So I know what the expectations are. I understand what recruiters are looking for because I've been a recruiter. I have a whole, you know, network of women recruiters, men as well that I network with. So I get what we're looking for. And so I help teachers figure out how to be strategic in their job search and how to compete with people like me and you who are going to leave them in the dust like 99.9% of the time just because we've been there, done that. Yeah. So that's what I do. I love what you said, the purpose and the reason behind why you do certain things. Like understanding that will help you not kind of glaze over some of those items because you're like, oh, I don't think that's important. Or, oh, everybody's doing this. Let me do it. Like really understanding the reason. I love that you... You take the time to explain those things. So in incredible resources, if you're listening to the podcast and you're an educator or you're anyone that's transitioning, connect with Elisa. One of the things that I do for educators, but I will do this for basically anyone who's transitioning because I I get it. I've been there is I for teachers. What I've been doing is giving them 45 minute resume reviews where all we're doing is. Um, 
to start is to focus on their resume, but really what I'm giving them is just time with me because they're just so confused and so turned around. Like, where do I, like, what's my first step? I've seen resumes and seen people trying to get started that, that you just wouldn't believe. Yeah. So I give them 45 minutes. We focus on, we talk about everything from resumes to LinkedIn profiles. So next steps, like I really just open it up to to them. Um, The easy, my name is Lisa Carter. There are literally 5 million (laughs) Lisa Carters. So you can also look up recruiter ready career services, recruiter ready career services, Lisa Carter. That is the best way to connect with me. And just send me a message and say, hey, I, I heard you on Gopal's podcast and I'd really like to spend some, you know, spend some time with you and I will send you my calendar. We'll set up a time and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I will also link the information for Lisa in the episode notes and also over at the Career Journey Company site. So careerjourneyco.com careerjourneyco.com if you go to our partners page what we'll do is we'll set up one of the tiles there that will connect you directly to lisa so lisa thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all of that wisdom and knowledge with us even as i'm interviewing you i'm learning i'm like oh my goodness i'm you know there's some things that i need to do there's some things that i can do better once again thank you for your service and your time in the military And we are looking forward to everything that you're going to be doing in 2023. Awesome. Thank you. 